Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is RJ Bell's Dream Preview Feed. I am AJ Hoffman, and this is the Fezzik Focus Pod. Joining me, as he always does, the namesake of this pod, the only two-time Super Contest champion, Mr. Steve Fezzik. Fez, how are you, my friend? I don't know. We, uh, what do you are mean re- we don't know? We are recording on Thursday. I think I'm really good. You're good. Because we're recording as a, a as yet. All right. Looks like I am styling out there after a slow start to the year. College basketball was not good. College basketball stunk for me, too. It's terrible. And, and be, I'm slightly below 500, and you pay the vig, and you have a lot of volume, and you got a lot of ground to make up. But MLB, NBA, I am styling out there, and uh, Golden State is kicking some serious butts. So, uh I'm in a good mood. Good. That is good to hear. I'm also in a good mood. Let's uh, let's start every – we start every Focus Pod the same way, and let's do it once again with a Fez tale. What do you got, Fez? I've got a Fez tale from this week. So this is pretty rare. It's not all that rare. Sometimes I find myself in various locations around town, funding sports books, taking money out, whatever. And so I'm at a premium, undisclosed location on the Strip playing blackjack, and I stop in. I usually like play 20 minutes, you know, just uh, kind of recreational wind, winding the night down. I'm playing at a hundred dollar table. And frankly, something happened to me that has not ever happened to me before that I could ever recall. You lost. I lose all the time. Okay. That, that, that would not be that. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm not, I'm not checking my, I'm, I'm on my phone. I'm just pulling up a photo for later. In the okay. Month. So don't, don't think I'm like checking scores because Mackenzie's got me a, you know, in the background here. So I have ace eight, and the dealer has ace nine. All right? Okay. And the count is like, eh, meh, not, it's a little bit positive. So I say, well, what the hell? I insured for less, okay? Throw out an insurance bet for less. Just, yeah, screwing around. I'm kind of screwing around, all right? And then the dealer checks. She does not have blackjack. She takes my insurance bet. She sees that it's face up. She sees I have ace eight and she flips over her whole card, which is a nine. All right. And that's where the trouble starts. Because you may have wanted a hit. A- exactly. And she realized immediately that she had made the mistake. And she looks at me and she says, do you, 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 you wanted to stay? At which, to which I responded, well, you didn't ask me. To which she it was like a game of chicken. I didn't want to like play like, oh, I'm going to hit, you know. Um, a a 19, but then again, it's, I don't have 19. I got ace eight, you know? Right. You've got nine. And how cool is this? And this is how every casino should be. She looks at me and she says, you know, you're, you're right. Would you like a hit? Doesn't ask for the pit. Doesn't ask for anyone. Just said, would you like a hit? But obviously she's probably trying not to get in trouble. Of you course. Know? And I said, yeah, I would like a hit. So I hit and I catch a nine. Okay. I'd like another hit. Please, yeah. And I busted. Well, that's okay. But it was, I thought that that was She super gave you a puncher's cool. chance, which is the right thing to do. I mean, and that's the right thing to do, you know? The only thing that could have been better would have been them saying, you know what? Let's just wash, wash this hand out. Yes. And sometimes what, was it they, just one on one? It was. And sometimes the pit boss, when there is a mistake, oftentimes what happens is they'll come on over. They don't let you play the hand out, but what they'll say is like, if there's a mistake, like like one time the dealer was dealing cards and he just skipped me. I went to two hands. So he gave me two cards on the first hand and only one card on the second because uh-huh. he was used to me playing one spot. And I was playing two and bolted past me and nailed you know two more cards to the, to the third baseman and to the dealer. And so what they did is, and this is normal, the pit boss comes over and they just say, would you like to play? Would you like to play? 
would you like, you know, you get the choice. You can null and void your hand, or if you happen to have 19 and the dealer has an, a 7-up, you can choose to play. And if you have 14, you can just say, no, you know, I just no action. And then however it plays out, it plays out. I, I always think that that's a fair That is a fair way to resolution. go about it. Yes. All right. Let's jump into the pod, and let's first – I guess we're in the, the midst of the NBA playoffs, and – we we kind of went over on SOVAM something that in on the a previous uh, Dream Pod that we did. You, if you were listening to this week's Dream Pod, you heard the Draymond Green news break uh, live, and you saw how Fez handled it. And full disclosure, the, the Warriors game isn't over yet. But did the line continue to move the way you expected it? Did did you expect it to stop at five and a half? It got down to five briefly. Did you expect it to hover around five and a half? How did the how did the line move, especially after they said Gary Payton wasn't going to play? Did everything go as you expected it to go? No, but it, in this in in the same direction I expected. I, I basically, if you listen to uh, SOV, I was saying it's hey, I may have bet the Kings plus seven and plus seven and a half. But I was emphatic about it. it's time to go on the Warriors when I hit five and a half. All right. Yeah. And then when it hit five, I was like, go, go, go. It, we, that, as Nicholson would say, that's as good as it gets. And in fact, I groggily woke up this morning and frantically texted Tom. Um, Tom is um, basically behind the scenes. He's 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 the czar of um, uh, he and Mary about the, the um, who's going to be featured. What's, sure. Um, the work on the sales side. Well, yeah. What 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 the best plays to market are um, basically trying to find plays that are going to be popular and that are going to win a good combination. And so I was like, "Uh Oh, I got, I I got my package up, but I don't have my play up yet. So I'm like, it's golden state. It's up. It's up. And then, so I go ahead and and pop it up, take my son to school and then come back and do the write up on it. But um, golden state was five and out this morning, which I thought was just outstanding value, popped it in. And blissfully, the line went do 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 back on money on on the Warriors all day long. And part of that, you said, was the uh, Gary Payton news. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, and it looks as it again. I don't want to jinx anything. It looks like the Warriors are going to cover uh, based on where we sit in the game now. Uh, is there anything in the NBA that has? I don't want to say surprised you, but I, I mean, is it outside of that series, which obviously the the favorite losing the first two games is a surprise. Has there been any other line moves that that jumped out at you as like this doesn't seem right? No, um, it's been pretty predictable, frankly, on, in terms of what's been going on. I mean, there's been volatile numbers, but they've been numbers that, that were explainable. Now the openers don't make any sense, sure. but that's because. Um, you know, and I go back. The odds. I, apparently, the Las Vegas bookmakers are mad at me, and they're not going to let me be in the Hall of Fame, the Sports Betting it Hall happens. of Fame. But since it's a since it's an administ- administrator Hall of Fame, you know, I don't really care. Um, and the bottom line is, uh, all these all these guys can talk a big game, but like like routinely, the the numbers they I just don't understand it. And this, this wasn't a Vegas number that opened it up, but but don't peek. Uh, you probably already have Game Four. What should the line be? With Philly, Ooh. Philly Brooklyn. Um, Don't peek. I'm not peeking. Don't I, peek, McKenzie. I will go close five. Closed five to, to tonight. I'm going to say five and a half. Mm-hmm. Is McKenzie listening? I'm going to say six. Dream has been crushed. 
Yeah, so this is interesting. And now I, I of course, cannot name a player in the NBA. I will say seven. <laughs> I will say seven. Okay, the line is currently six. This I know. It's it's too light. And this is because like anyone that bets for a living, like is really into this. This is like the subset of playoff betting. Everyone knows that you have to add two to the spread when the when a team wins game three. Now, to be fair, uh, you, when they go up three zero, right? When they go up three zero. Now, to be fair, they kind of sucked. And they almost lost outright. So you can make the case, boy, you know, two, it really 2.2 points is the normal adjustment. So 7.2 seems a bridge too far, given how badly Philly played and they were like favored to, to lose with two minutes to play. So maybe we only go, instead of knocking it up to 7.2, maybe we only go six and a half, but five is just a ludicrous number. That's just a terrible number. And people were like, oh, you're past boasting again. It's like, if you would like, I'd be more than happy to disclose I was the one that got the minus five and got the, I, I forgot what the money line was, like minus 210. But immediately I was, I was like, and people say, well, wh- why don't you wait till other books put it up and so you can bet even more? Because it's a game of chicken. To use an analogy, um, my mom taught me this. My mom uh, was a finance professor years and years ago, and she played a game with the class, and and everyone in the class bid between $1 and $100, and she said the low bidder, the low bidder is going to win, and whatever that person bids, I'm going to pay them that amount of money. Have I ever told this story? I think you have, yeah. So 1 to 100. So what happens with a class of 25, inevitably, the first time you play the game, the low bidder is like, win $7 or $9, okay? When you play it the second time, the low bidder wins $2, mm-hmm. all right? By the time you play the third time... It's a dollar. It's a dollar. It's a it's the minimum bid. So everybody winds up, you know, with that... Because it's better to win a dollar than to win nothing. Exactly. So it's better to lay five for one max bet than to not get no minus five at all. Yeah, yes. I, that makes a lot of sense. Uh so given let, let's just assume that the Warriors hold on and, and finish this job. What's your projection for game four of that series with the uh, the Kings having a 2-1 lead? So it closed seven. Draymond comes back. He's worth a point. So it goes to eight. But the zigzag. It closed seven? Yeah, I'm looking at the screen. Wow. Okay. Yes. I, didn't, I didn't realize that. But, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I may be, I may be completely did it? What, what, Mac, did, what the uh, what the game yeah. closed today? Close six. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm reading the screen wrong. I, I and I knew that. I'm I'm just a little groggy here. So close six. So now we make it. We go ahead with Draymond back. We make it seven. Uh, the fact that the Warriors crushed the Kings tonight, they're up a hundred. We'll make it seven and a half, seven and three quarters. But the zigzag strong for Sacramento. And remember, the zigzag was really strong for Golden State this game. So that's got to be worth like a point and a quarter. So that gets us back down into the, like, six-and-a-half-ish range. So I'll predict Golden State minus six-and-a-half. What would you predict, AJ? I'm going to go—I was going to say six, but I, I'd forgotten that the way the line moved with Draymond Green, uh, and may, so maybe it's—maybe six-and-a-half, seven is a better number. And, you know, obviously when you win by margin in the nationally televised game and everyone's following it, then that carries over some. Yeah, and people, oh, certainly. And the, the narrative is— um, all right, game four, who's home? I like the home team, yeah. the Golden State Warriors. Well, yes. and, I mean, the Warriors, you like every time they're the home team. And I like betting against them every time they're the road team. Yeah, yes. this is a, a, a proven system that we've got here. Uh, all right, so with that known now, are the – it felt like to me after game two where the, the Warriors went down 2-0, there was maybe a moment – 
of value if you wanted to bet the Warriors in the series, that's come and gone, right? I think so. I think so. I think all things being equal, now the it's going to flip. The Warriors are going to become the favorite again, right? Yeah, I, they have to be. And I think that if it got into my head, it sure feels like it's going seven, and the game is going to be at sack, and it's going to be close to, you know, the Warriors are probably going to be a one-point favorite for all the marbles, right? I still wonder if the Kings aren't undervalued in a way. I, I think they are. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it's, it's we, we talked, we'd made this analogy to the Vikings. Like, over 17 games, maybe the truth doesn't get told. Kings had 82 games, and they won mm-hmm. a great division, and, like, no one was giving them a chance coming into this series. It was a really weird phenomena. And Mike Brown did say today, the Kings coach, um, boy, we're not getting any calls at all, are we? And it's like, oh, didn't see that coming. The NBA wants uh, an extended series with uh, Steph Curry. Oh, yeah, shocker. I mean, we'd know that that's what they'd prefer. But if if there was a moment that you wanted to say, okay, now it feels like you're not, you're you're at least paying fair price. For the Warriors, it would have been when they were down 2-0. Yes. That, that time is coming. I think you're back to betting game by game now if that's what you want. I think and, a series price is too – it's gone. And my buddy Todd Wishnev always jokes. He's like, why would you ever bet um, other than, like, in-game? And so in terms of series betting, boy, that, that's the ultimate of having to bet pre-flop. Think about, like, putting a bet down in game, before game one and all the things that can, that can happen in a seven-game series that might change your opinion. Yes. Oh, like you mean like a suspension or something like or that? Or like a, a rib <laughs> contusion. By the way, Sabonis, I thought, from what I saw, looked great. So uh, you, Draymond— He survived? Draymond did not stomp on him hard enough. Oh, he's yeah. so tough. What, yes. a, what, a, what a hero. Mm-hmm. What a hero would be the only way to put it. All right, uh, moving on from the— NBA. You know, his dad was a great player, right? His dad was a great player. His dad w- was way Hall, better. He's a Hall of Famer. If only his knees hadn't given out, you know, and he spent a, a big part of his career overseas. I was going to say, yeah, he got to the NBA at, at a, uh, I don't want to say an advanced age, but by NBA player standpoint, like he was late. Uh, he's like Ichiro. Yeah. Like uh, it, it, he was great once he got here, but it took him probably too long to get here. Exactly. Imagine Sabonis, not quite as good a shooter, but like five inches taller. That was his dad. Yeah. Oh, he's a beast. Arvidas. Mm-hmm. Not our, not my Vetus, our Vetus. Mm-hmm. That's the, uh, the old uh, sports center joke. Uh, all right. Let's look at, because I, I I know it's hard to believe the NBA isn't the only game in town these days. Or so, Major League Baseball, another game that you're having some great success with. What are you seeing so far with Major League Baseball? What angles are you attacking that have been the most profitable? I have uh, well, certainly scoring is up. My buddy Pastrami let me know through this time of year last year, average scoring eight runs. This year, nine point four. The markets have largely caught up to it. So, I think. The one thing that stands out to me, the dominant pitchers on the low total games seem to still go under. Like when the total is like six and a half, I'm still seeing one nothing, three one games. But these games when when the the total's nine and a half, you're seeing a whole bunch of crooked numbers and craziness. Um, I did see one tweet that I thought was really good out there, and this is from at Jeff Fogel, F O G L E, and he says MLB some surprisingly poor records for contenders. Consider Houston, the Dodgers, San Diego, uh, St. Louis, and Seattle all are below 500 coming into today. All right. It's a short sample, sure. 10% of the season. Let's not overreact, however. However, and this is really strong, I think, by Jeff, 
All five of those teams I mentioned have had six or more, I'm sorry, five or more home games versus road games, and most have had seven more home games. So think about this. Maybe it's no big deal that Houston is 9 and 10, but it is a big deal considering 13 homes, six roads. Um, I did read that the homies have a losing straight-up record against the road teams. So that's interesting that um, could all these rules changes somehow have mitigated home field advantage? It doesn't seem like it should have, but maybe, maybe, I don't know if there's something to do with the pitch clock and the, and the crowd noise being lessened. It, it, it's probably just random noise, but it is interesting how the road teams can have, you know, an advantageous record versus the home team. The one thing I would say about the Astros, and you, you, we had a text exchange the other day, uh, when I sent, you, I sent you some stats about how the Astros have dominated the Rangers. And you said, well, the Rangers are good this year. The Astros have been bad. The Astros, this is the fourth season in a row. They started exactly seven and nine. Like that was the, the first 16 games. Through 16 games, they were seven and nine each of the last four years. Oh, then they brought in the guy to bang the trash cans in May. That was, no, no. that was 2017. That's All more right. than four years ago. All right. Uh, Play but, the harmonica or something. But else. this is, uh, like it's been consistent. They've been a consistently slow starter. If a team has a history of starting slow, do you tend to look at them differently than a team that you know, he starts out as a rocket ship every year and then starts flat. You know, it's interesting because I know I grew up with the big red machine in the 70s, mm-hmm. and they talked about with the Reds how, like, Joe Nuxall and Al Michaels, yes, the Al Michaels called the Reds games, used to say, um, by the way, I did their pension plan, so I know exactly what these guys were oh, making well, there you go. in the early 1990s <laughs> because I was um, I was running the uh, the valuations for them. So um, the uh, they said when the weather warms up, the Reds get hot. You know, that that's historic. And, and as I'm sure you recall, in 75, the Reds actually struggled. And then they moved Pete Rose famously from the outfield into the infield. And I'm sorry, strike that, reverse it. They yeah. moved They moved his position to get George, yeah, to get George Foster in the lineup. And as soon as Foster came in, they just destroyed everybody. I remember that like I was negative five years old. Yes. Um, but also of note, you mentioned the home road splits. The Again, this is, and I, I'm a believer in this Astros team. The Astros won more games on the road last year than every American League team won at home, mm. except for the Yankees. Interesting. So, like they they've proven that they, to me, I'm I'm not worried about them. The Dodgers, I am a little worried about. Can I give a, a ridiculous bold prediction? Sure. Not even ridiculous, an outrageous prediction. All right. Uh, I just bet this. I, I bet Texas big time over. All right, I didn't okay. bet them to win the division, but I bet them big time over uh, over eighty two and a half, and I bet Arizona twenty to one to win the West. Texas and Arizona will both win their respective divisions. It's impossible. It's impossible. Uh, why? Because the, the Rangers are not going to win their division. Okay, I, I was worried that like they'd suddenly put both of them in the same division. Then. No, no, <laughs> but it's impossible. The the Rangers are, are like, it's been a good start. The Rangers are not the built. The Rangers are good. They're 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 a good team. No, they're not. They're not hopeless. I'll give you that. No one else is any good in their division. Ninety's going to win. Nine. They're the Rangers are going to win ninety games, and everyone's going to talk about what 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 a tremendous season it is. Mackenzie, go ahead and uh, archive that. 
Got Even it. money. Dinner, dinner I, bet. I bet you I bet you dinner both those teams win their division. Okay. That that's seems it. that's fair. That seems fair. That seems yes. fair. There, there's zero chance that's happening. I'm gonna put it out there now. Hey, big shout out to my buddy Brad Feinberg, who just made me three thousand, um, recommending that the Warriors second half were the right side. He says, I just bet huge on on Golden State second half plus one. And I said, You know, it's one and a half at circa. And he said, Whoops, what? <laughs> Wait, Caesars has it at a half. And I'm like, yes, they do. And Circa has plus one and a half. Not anymore. So thank you, Brad. That was very, very, nice. very generous of you. Yes. And uh, now we can confirm that the Warriors have won and covered in game three, 114.97. Today is dollar day at pregame, where the pregame pro of your choice, hand selected, only someone who really likes to play, sells their plays for a dollar. Um, you'd be hard pressed to find a better bargain out there in the industry. Instead of paying $23 for my best bet today in the NBA, of which I'm 7-0 and now, you Jeez. got it for $1. $1. Look at you, 7-0. and What a uh, what a start to the NBA playoffs. So, uh, yeah, dollar day. Oh, and now, if you want Fez's package tomorrow, you get it for half off, right? Is that the deal? I, I'm not in charge of marketing. I think it's something like that. Is it McKenzie? You probably know better than me. There's some sort of deal. If you, if you're, if you win, you, you're automatically the feature. The feature. Maybe that's what I don't is. know. I don't know how much I get discounted. Yeah. I don't Hopefully know. Hopefully they don't sell me for a dollar again. Because I don't think they'll do that. Maybe they'll double it. I think they'll, they may even do more than that. Mm. We'll see. We'll have to see. Uh, all right. Have you officially moved on from XFL, USFL betting, or is that still a thing for you right now? Um, well, I've never officially moved on to the, uh, USFL. All right. So uh, I can't really comment on that, but I do want to comment on the XFL because it, it's complicated this week. There's a lot going on. Uh, the reason being is the murky playoff situation. There's nothing murky about it, but unlike the NFL that has all the teams play the last week at the same time, no, I can't really do that with the um, uh, with these spring football leagues. So here's the, here's the circumstance. You have a situation where the San Antonio Brahmas are fighting for a playoff spot, all right? They need to win, and they need Arlington to lose. Now, the, so San Antonio plays first. So it's a must-win for Arlington. D.C.'s in the playoffs. They're 8-1. and one. Uh, Because of that, I could only look towards playing San Antonio in that game. But they do suck, and they have, like, no offense, and they have a bad coach. So there's that. Um, but if San Antonio loses, and they are the underdog, then Arlington's game means nothing because Arlington and Houston play each other in the playoffs the following week. So they'll play week 10, game's meaningless, and Houston's going to be home in the playoffs for the first round of the playoffs. And so this the game's meaningless if San Antonio loses. Um, if San Antonio wins, then Arlington needs the game like blood, and Houston doesn't care, and Arlington will kill Houston. So let's keep an eye on that one. Okay, there's something of note. All right, and let's go. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the south. we got to go oh. to the north. We have, a similar, we have a similar situation. So in the north, the St. Louis win and they're in. Okay, so St. Louis um, and D.C. is in. They're going to be the one seed. So St. Louis wins with A.J. McCarron. They'll be in the playoffs as well. That will eliminate the Seattle Dragons, who are currently laying nine against the Vegas Vipers. Seattle's a flaky team with great talent, great receivers. Danucci, great arm, runs the ball well, turns the ball over like crazy also. So Seattle's about is going to get eliminated if St. Louis wins, and you want to bet Vegas if that happens. What's funny is uh, it, I remember maybe week three, you and I arguing over who was the second best team. Was it the Sea Dragons? That's who you thought was the second best team, and I thought the Brahmas were the second best team. And it turns out neither one of them is going to make the playoffs. 
Yes, but I was, <laughs> but I, but I was certainly correct. You were way more right than I Seattle was. Seattle is the second best team. It's Still? Not, oh, yes. Not even close anymore. So Seattle um, just went into St. Louis, the, who's going to be the number two team in the North, and just kicked their butt. You know, for you know, in a game line close to pick them. And AJ McCarron waved goodbye to the crowd. How, how did you see this? He's like, you guys just paid a lot of money to see your team get their butts kicked. How does uh, that make you feel? He said that to the crowd in St. Louis, and I'm like. Uh, you realize you're going to get eliminated next week from playoffs because this team you're making fun of is going to the playoffs and you're not. That's fair. Yeah. I don't think they paid that much money to see him, honestly. Um, I think tickets are like 20 bucks. It's capacity 37,000 in wow. St. Louis Dome. Okay. So, you know, I, I, unless maybe that's why. Maybe they're selling the tickets for $5. Maybe so. Maybe yeah. so. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, Fez, do you have a best bet for the people this week? Something, uh, a future? Or do we have uh, something that's happening this weekend? What, what's what's something you can throw to the people here? Uh, we'll give out Texas. Uh, Caesars will put this up. Texas season wins. They'll probably be at like 83 and a half. Let's go anywhere in that in that range. Since they're going to win the division, they're probably going to go more over, than right? That. And uh, and I'll give uh, I'll give uh, long shots on both Texas. Uh, I don't know what the current odds, are, um, but um, as long as you get more than 12 to one or more in the divisions, I'll give both of them out. That uh, the Arizona to win the division and Texas to win the division. All right, before we get out of here, I've got to give you guys a deal. Like, we want you to save some Ooh. money over at pregame.com. Fez told you. I mean, he gave you a great deal yesterday. Here's another one. I got another deal, too. I got another Fez deal at the, at the back end, but go ahead. All right, Sharp 20 will get you 20% off for listeners of this Fez Focus podcast. Just good, It's good for the next week. Uh, you know, you can get Fez's all access. You can get his early bird USFL season access, lowest price ever right now. And you get 25 bulk dollars as a bonus when you uh, when you jump on that. That's every USFL pick through the championship game for only $199 using the code SHARP20. Or you can get his all football access. That's NFL, college football, USFL, Canadian football, and the rest of the XFL. Every release to the Super Bowl for $860 when you use the coupon code SHARP20. That's SHARP20. Jump on it. What do you got, Fez? So I got two, two more Fez tales. Um, seven star, I found another advantage of seven star. I talk about, like, how some places match statuses. Yes. So uh, if you're a seven star at Caesars, you can just walk into Palms and you're immediately there. They're, uh, top tier. It's the second top tier, but it gets you into the VIP level. Oh, okay. So you can, like, have breakfast for free. You can just walk on in there. I'll give you my card. So you just flash them the card, and you just have donuts and coffee and sweet and good and good stuff. You know, over at the uh, Palms, which is nice because the Palms doesn't like me very much. So I like going in there and getting. Oh, because they don't let you play blackjack there anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the I just ran good. Um, the uh, second. So so here's the ultimate like upgrade though. I just found this out again. Shout out to my buddy Brad F that told me about this. In the Bahamas, talking about the free vacation in the Bahamas, if you just if, even if you're a platinum during off season or a diamond, platinum's easy to get. You can do that in a day. Um, you get a free vacation to the Bahamas at Atlantis. However, there is another resort in the Bahamas called Bahar Mar. All right, if um, if Atlantis is Mandalay Bay, Bahar Mar is like the win. Bahar Ooh. Mar is like five star. Not it's not like three and a half star. It's five star. Bahar Mar has a program. Just found out about this. They will match any casino offer that you have in Vegas or at Atlantis. So, boom, you just show them a letter saying, hey, you're an invited guest to stay at Atlantis, and you get to stay as an invited guest at Bahar Mar. 
That is strong. That is strong. So I may be going to the Bahamas again. That's your yeah, well, if I if we get, the wife says no Bahamas unless we're going Bahamar, and then she's like she's like so we can stay at both places because then we can get the food all the the, the free food at Atlantis, but then spend the evening. Over, it would spend the day at Bahar Mar and just go over for dinner for your free meals. Yes, that's the move. And if she gets mad at me, maybe separate know, rooms. Can, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe I stay at the Atlantis one night while you know she she stays with with, with Johnny at Bahar Mar. Or yes. just leave, maybe leave Johnny at a room by himself, and you and the lady can uh, you know. Excuse me. <laughs> a family show okay that will do it for this episode of the fezic focus podcast thank you guys for listening uh and remember that promo code sharp 20 good for 20 percent off anything at pregame.com uh fezic thank you as always mckenzie rivers thank you we will talk to you guys next week oh one more fez tale i met a professional wrestler who Disco Inferno. I've met Disco Inferno as well. He's the coolest guy. Glenn. Is he really? Glenn. You didn't like of, Glenn, huh? Uh, not my favorite. I was super interesting, very vocal. I like Glenn a lot. But he was, um, I was shocked how he was like 5'11. I thought all wrestlers oh, were. Oh, no, like, no, no, no. Yeah. He, well, he's, he's a, not, that's why he was a jobber. Yes. Yeah, although he did win like the television he told, championship. He told me he was the former world champion. That's a lie. He lied to you. He, well, he's a former, no, he didn't. He's a former TV champion. Okay, that's different. Well, That's a big difference. All right. But he did say, yeah, like he wrestled against Macho Man and stuff. So I looked him up on the internet. And so, hey, let's face it. There's going to be like, there, everyone can't be the ultimate warrior, okay? That's true. All right. So I, I thought that that was very cool. Where'd you meet Disco Inferno at? Uh, out and about in Vegas. Like yeah. at Caesars or what? I get around. Yes. How did you know that he was a professional wrestler? He came up to me. And he said, I'm Disco. And you Inferno. said Inferno, and I, I, and, and I was like, some somewhere, somewhere deep in the in the dark recess of my brain, I'm like, I've I've heard of that. What is that? Uh-huh. I said, do you work with Marshmallow? He's like, No, I'm a wrestler. <laughs> I I probably would have guessed it, but he just wasn't. I mean, he's he not was, big enough. He's to, not big enough. Yeah. yeah, I thought I thought wrestlers are supposed to be as big as dinosaurs. As um, that's a line from Rocky Three. I've yeah. seen wrestlers big as dinosaurs. You know how much damage a dinosaur can do to you. <laughs> I can, not disco. All right, that will do it. We will talk to you guys next week.